Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Happy Christmas Eve, Eve, everyone. Welcome to Marriage Helper Live. My name is Kimberly Holmes. I'm the CEO of Marriage Helper, and I am so excited about today's show because today we are highlighting and focusing on stories of hope and reconciliation. We know that the holidays are a hard time, and there's a lot of people that are having a marriage right now, that are in a marriage right now that is that is not in a good place, that's struggling, maybe you're separated from your spouse, maybe you just feel like there is no hope, and it's an especially hard time of the year to be feeling that way and to be going through this with all of the get-togethers and family reunions and, and even just Christmas Day, you want your family to be whole. And you may be wondering if your marriage can even be saved, if there's any hope for what you're going through, or you have some fear that maybe you'll work on doing all of the things to try and get your marriage to stay together and it still won't work. And that's why we chose today as a very special day to highlight the stories of reconciliation. I don't know if you can see yet (laughs) the way the camera's positioned, but our desk right here in front of us, and I'm joined today, of course, by Dr. Joe Beam, the founder of Marriage Helper, and the reason and the story that all of these other stories are even possible. But in front of us today, we have um, these testimony cards. So we have a bunch of these. Our whole desk in in our studio is filled with them. Yeah. And we can have, you kind of pan that camera a little over so they can see how many stacks are over here? We just here? have stacks over here, and I'm I'm just trying to hold up some of them. Um, these are all name cards, uh, name tags of people who have been through our workshop. Um, and this isn't even all of the people from this year. This is only half of the year. This is about 500 people that is represented here on on all of these cards that we have. And the backs of these cards, at the end of the workshop, people are asked, um, they said, we asked them, what would you say to someone who's, who is in a marriage crisis, who's going through a struggle um, about this workshop particularly, is, is what we asked them. And I, I have not picked these ahead of time. <laughs> these are just ones that I'm picking up. I haven't read them. This one says, we asked them, what would you tell someone else? This person says, This has been an incredible eye-opening experience of insight, communication, relationships, commitment, and intimacy and passion. Thank you for all that you do. Um, That one has a cuss word in it. I won't read it, but it's good. Um, it's, this one just says that you give hope to those to all of the people here behind the scenes, you give hope where there is none. Thank you for doing this. It has helped me and my husband and my family. I respect you for sharing and for keeping your word. This workshop has made me understand that there is hope and that we are not alone. It has made me take a look at myself and that know that I am not perfect. I have a lot to work on. This has helped me learn to be a better husband. Do you have any? This one's short and sweet. This workshop has saved our marriage. I love it. Yeah, pretty direct <laughs> and to the point. And I we love, love hearing those kinds of things. We started we do. doing this particular workshop 20 years ago in 1999. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, early fall of 1999 when mm-hmm. I did the first one of these. And we have done a whole bunch of them since then in those 20 years. We've done a lot. And 
several years ago, Dr. Jim Grayson at Augusta State University uh, researched people a random sampling. If, mm-hmm. you, and if you've ever had a statistics course, you understand why he did a ram, random sampling. He did a random sampling of the people who had been in the workshop over the previous seven years. Mm-hmm. And he found that 77% of them, 77% were still together. Mm-hmm. Now, that might not sound like much to some people, but you and I both know, because we've mm-hmm. been watching it so often, is that um, 80 to 90, I guess it's 90 or higher, actually, mm-hmm. percent of the couples that walk in that room, one of them definitely has ended the marriage in his or her mind. I mean, up to 10%, they're both there saying, hey, we're ready to make this better. Let's make it work. And we love, love having those. Yes. But about 90% of them, one of them saying, I'm done. I'm out of here. Either I'm madly in love with somebody else or I'm just done with you. Mm-hmm. And so to find that seven years later, 77% of the random samplings he did, he's an expert in statistics. He teaches statistics. Right. We're still together. It was absolutely fascinating. And that 99% recommended the workshop. Absolutely. 99%. Now that, that I took as very high praise from people, even though they weren't being asked to praise, they would just ask what they thought. And when we look at the people who come to the workshop, who said they've been referred by somebody who's been to the workshop, some, it, it's not uncommon that they're referred by somebody whose marriage, unfortunately, did not make it, mm-hmm. but they're still saying it's the best thing that ever happened to us. Mm-hmm. Now, we keep working, striving. We're going to find, hopefully, someday where we hit a 100% success rate, but uh, people still get to make their own decisions, and we respect that. So we get a lot of praise. We get a lot of people telling us, here's this good thing, here's this good thing, here's this good thing. I wish we had time to read all of these, but we don't. We this, But it... it and here's the thing, we're visually, me sitting here, in each one of these cards, they're thin, so it can, you know, this might not look like a lot, this is one of our workshop weekends, but as you, I mean, it's a lot, This is, and when you think of the situations that these people were in when they came, this isn't all about our workshop, we're not just talking about that, we're talking about these are situations, this is the only way we know how to give you the stories of hope and the testimonies, mm-hmm. because this is how we meet people. This is how we get to know their story and see the amazing change on the other side. And each one of these cards represents amazing. It's, it's overwhelming sitting here, mm-hmm. honestly, and seeing mm-hmm. all of it. And you guys can't even see, you know, like right here, you see how far my hand goes. I'm not even halfway. It goes that much further out Yeah. there. So this table <laughs> Jesse's scrambling to try and get it to be able to see. So he's trying to show you how many there are. This, this whole table is covered. With and then cards. I have pages. In addition to those stacks. And then these are what? Pages of testimonies. Look at these. These are just. And where did those come from? These came off of people that have commented on Facebook. And I just mm. printed all of these today. And it's just pages. And I was telling them before we started, I said, they're all so good. Mm. And some of them are very long, and so I won't be able to read all of each one of them. But as we go through the show, I definitely want to highlight amazing, amazing parts of all of them. And there are times when, of course, I've, I don't go to all of the workshops, but there's times that I've been to some of them. And one of the people that commented, they said that they wouldn't be able to call in today, but their success story has been amazing. And it, and it impacts me because I remember them, and I remember where they were. I get emotional thinking about it. but. Good things happen there. I got a contact yesterday on Facebook from a, a lady who's in our Facebook group and has been for over three years now. And and she's in the group of graduates. She and her husband came to our workshop more than three years ago. Now, on the Facebook group, she goes with a, 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 
an alias. She doesn't use a real name to the point that when sure. she first contacted me with a real name, I thought, who the heck is this? <laughs> because I'd been so used to the alias so long. And basically, she said, uh, let me tell you about a Christmas miracle. Now, her husband's been gone involved with this other woman for three years. I remember quite a bit about their story because I did that workshop. I led the one that they were in those years ago. And she said, it's a Christmas miracle. He's told her it's over. He's cut off all contact. He's coming home. And and I told him, criteria number one, we will go back to the workshop together before I let you back in here. It's a good one. I think it's a very good criteria. It's a good one. And she, she called it. I think I've already said it. She called it a Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. We have a Christmas miracle. Now, we wish it didn't take three years. Right. <laughs> we wish it would take three days. But you understand that people are people and people make their decisions. Mm-hmm. But here's the good thing about her, Kimberly. She mm-hmm. never gave up hope. Mm-hmm. She never stopped being what she's supposed to be, working on her pies, becoming the best she could be physically, yep. intellectually, yep. emotionally, yep. spiritually. And I remember some of the posts. I don't go much in the groups anymore. We have such great admins and all, all of our Facebook groups. And so I rarely go into any of our face groups, uh, Facebook groups anymore. But if I do, it's probably going to be either that one or one other, uh, the one of our graduates who've been to the program. And so over the years, I've kind of kept up with her a little bit mm-hmm. by seeing her post. And I've seen her when she was angry. I've seen her when she yep. wanted the whole world to just go away and leave her alone, when she wished he would go off and be with that woman and leave her alone, et cetera, et cetera. And she went through all the cycles that people go through, yep. like, I'm going to do this. No good grief, get out of my life. But she never, ever Gave up on the idea that mm-hmm. he was a good man at heart mm-hmm. who someday would come to his senses and lo and behold. Now, many people won't take won't wait three years. And, of course, that's your right. That's your privilege. You can do what you think is best. But she and her children and he are all going to be so much better off because this woman right. was that strong. And I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. That not only were they able to go to the first workshop where we mm-hmm. gave a lot of principles, but that we, through our uh, Facebook group, particularly that one, and we try to do it in all of our Facebook groups, but in that one for the graduates of the workshop, we're able to be there for her, to listen to her, to understand, and other people in that group supporting each other. And so it's kind of neat to know, yes, yeah, she did the work. She yeah. did. And I was so proud of her and happy that she did the work. Exactly. But that we were able to be there to give her the materials, to give her the information, to give her the understanding of what to do and how to do. Mm-hmm. And now this Christmas miracle, among with all these others, but that's just one that happened last night. Last night. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. This one says, thank you for an eye-opening weekend. Our marriage is salvageable and we plan to reconcile. I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep crying if I read all of these. Then don't. (laughs) Joe's like, I can't handle any more emotions. We're just passionate about it. We're just passionate about it. That's bottom line what it is. I'm just looking at so many. There's so many good ones. There's There's just so many good ones. That one was good. I think this one might even be better. The workshop restored tremendous hope within our marriage, and I'm so glad we came. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not trying to tout ourselves. That's not it. Mm -hmm. It's just that we regularly hear from people. Can you give us some success stories? Because in the Facebook groups, groups, we tend to hear the lamenting. The pain, the agony, and we just need some hope. Okay, you've asked for it. We're doing it. This is not to say how great we are. This is how great these people are that they hung in there and did all the things they're supposed to do. We're just proud and happy 
they, so we could be a part of that and give them the direction and guidance that led to where they are now. So yeah. these are the heroes. Oh, absolutely. This one, I love this one. From Dave, he said, this will change my life forever. Hmm. And here's what I love about that. Again, with just what you were saying, it's that he took that information and he let that make a change within him, within his future, within his life. Like you said, there, these are the people who are doing the hard work, mm -hmm. making the differences in their own lives and in their own marriages and whether or not their marriage ends up being saved. We've heard people say so many times when I worked on my pies, when I, when I did these things, when I followed these principles, mm -hmm. it was still the best thing I could have ever done. And my future was more positive because of it. And we consider that a story of hope as well. Absolutely. So for all of you who've been saying all along, give us more stories of hope. Give us more success stories. Aren't you got a whole hour of it right now? The, remember our role is to educate and equip you, Yep. but it's always your role that you have to do what needs to be done. And, and while we wish we could say it's hundred percent successful, we mm -hmm. would never lie to you. We mm -hmm. just don't do that. Let the charlatans out there do that. Mm -hmm. I use that word just for Jesse, our producer. He loves, that <laughs> he loves it. He loves it when I say charlatans. <laughs> we have a shirt. <laughs> yes. I love it. Do you want to take a call or do you want me to read some of these? Well, we have a caller right here. Take it. It's from, wait a minute, let me make this thing work. Uh, Virginia, it says, hi, Alfred. Welcome to the program. Hi, Dr. Bean. How are you today, my friend? I'm I'm doing well. Wow, it's a uh, it's it's an honor to speak to you and uh, um, to get to call in. So I'm sorry, I'm I'm really excited. Oh, good. We're we're excited. So glad to have you. We're on. excited as well, my friend. So what what is it you wish to tell us today? Um. Well, you know, I I don't want to I don't want to dwell on the past. You know, um, but you know, both mine and my wife's story. You know, it's uh, we've both had pretty rough childhoods. Um, hers mm -hmm. was 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 pretty terrible. We, we've been married for 15 years, but you know, it, it kind of laid low in her life for mm -hmm. a long time. And it, it, there was some changes and, and, um, she, she, she became suicidal a couple of years ago and, and we were I'm trying so to get sorry. her help and they put her on. Yeah. Um, and, and so she got on some meds and they were trying different things. Um, mm -hmm. and she started her behavior just kind of changed in, in 2017 it, it i mean she started trying drugs and and mm -hmm. making really weird different friends and doing different things and i suspected something but you know it just i i couldn't believe it because i mean she's the nicest caring i mean always head over mm -hmm. heels in love with me adored me and so i just mm -hmm. kind of pushed it to the back of my mind I, I went through some some pretty bad stuff with all that and things seemed to get better, and we had moved. We moved out of the neighborhood we were in, moved to a new neighborhood. And, um, you know, she was just down, and I, I just wanted our marriage to be healthier, and I had no idea what was going on. And, you know, mm -hmm. she was still very suicidal, and, and it was just kind of gut-wrenching, but I held myself together. Well, in January okay. of this year, she confessed to multiple affairs, hmm. and it just – it destroyed me, and I, mean, sure. I, I don't know how I got through it. She actually had an attempt and was in the hospital, and she came home, and I didn't really know what to do. And I had I had found you guys' stuff early on, but it was mm -hmm. so hard for me to accept that my wife would yeah. ever be involved with somebody else. And, mm -hmm. and yeah. your teaching on limerence and stuff was that. It was almost painful to watch it. It was like 
oh, no, she can't. She couldn't have had feelings for somebody else. So I kind of stepped away from that, and we, you know, went to therapy and counseling and started working on things. Um, but things were getting really bad because I became really reactive. I would get upset. I would flood. And I, I didn't feel attractive. I didn't feel interesting. I mean, I remember sitting in my car one day going to work and like, well, why would she even be with me? I, I'm like, I don't think there's anything interesting about me. And now I found, we found you guys' stuff. I watched the pies thing because I'm like, well, I want to be more attractive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched through pies and it just really resonated with me. And I found out, Good. you know, like emotionally, I wasn't attracted mm-hmm. at all, I don't think, emotionally. I see. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that just kind of has changed my thinking and uh, the reactivity uh, and, and my emotions. Like, I wasn't yelling and screaming, but I would just go to this mm-hmm. really dark, like, rejected place inside, and it would just kind of crush mm-hmm. me. And it, I started listening to all the Marriage Helper podcasts, all the stuff you guys put out there, like, every single day. <laughs> it was, like, literally a prescription, like, just hearing y'all's voice <laughs> on the podcast. Calling, you know, people calling in and 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 touching them. And I mean, we have two two small kids and uh, not a lot of family support. And I would love to go to the workshop, but we need somewhere for our kids to go. And and we're gonna come one day, but not really as a as you know emergency now. Like we gotta figure something out. But I really want to learn what's taught there because it sounds amazing. But yeah, just listening to the to podcast. Yeah, and, and listening to the podcast, I mean, it just, I mean, for months, and it just changed me. My wife tells me now, she's like, you know, we have such a different energy. Wow. Uh, we went out on a date last week, and she's like, wow, this is like when we were first together. Like, awesome. Like, applying the principles that you guys teach not only helped me, uh, and it helped me grow. I'm, I feel like I'm a different person. It's helped our relationship. I'm a better father. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, my kids are just head over heels in, in love with me and us. And, um, and, and it's not even been a year. And awesome. I mean, yeah, there's lots of resources out there, but you guys like uh, head, head and shoulders above anything else that really just got me together and, and get us on the right track. I feel, um, wow. you know, I, I read your book about the love path and, and I see, mm-hmm. you know, how that works and, and, you know, accepting. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing, like accepting, I, I have to accept these things. Mm-hmm. And I told my wife this weekend, you know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not angry anymore about what happened. Like I'm, I'm still hurt, mm-hmm. but I don't feel any anger. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the happiest I think I've ever been right now, Good you know, you, and it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> so I'm sorry mm-hmm. to talking and talking, but I mean, you guys are, are, are just amazing. You're so very kind of now. I'm happy for you. I'm very happy but as, for But you. as we pointed out already, we educate, we mm-hmm. equip, you have to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. And it surely sounds to me, young man, like you're the one who has been doing the hard work. Absolutely. And so we're happy that we're part of that. We're so happy we're part of that. Mm-hmm. But we're proud of you, boy. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm a Southerner. Don't get offended if I call you boy. We call everybody um, boy. I'm, I'm from the South, man. Okay, yeah, so no, you man. understand. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're like you're like a, a grandpa to me. Like you know, like I, I never had a father or, or a family to go to for wisdom, and and so in my mind it's like, okay, well, you know, Doctor Beam is that guy who you know, if if I had somebody, man, I'd I'd be knocking down your door and like, you know, well, what do I do in this situation? What do I do in that situation? And I and I'm trying to be that for my own sons, and I'm breaking like mm-hmm. generational curses, and it's mm-hmm. you know because I've never had a good 
a good role model and now I'm finding them and, you know, it, it's just amazing. You. you guys, I, I can't, I'd be so here good. for the next 30 minutes. Just thank so, you. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, let me just one, one suggestion I give to you. Refer to me as a pa, not a grandpa. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, Alfred. Thank you, my friend. So may, glad you called. May, thank may you, you have so a much. great, great Christmas. Okay. Oh, amazing Christmas. You guys do. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, but see, he proved our point. Mm-hmm. We, it, it's true that many people don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. That's true. And we accept that. I didn't know what to do with back in the day either. Right. And because of the fact that we have educated ourselves, because of the fact that we've worked with so many thousands and thousands of mm-hmm. people over the years. I mean, 25 years ago was when Alice and I went into the first nonprofit to help marriages. Mm-hmm. And a quarter of a century doesn't sound like much to some people. To others, it sounds like an entire lifetime. But it's been a long time of actually learning from people as we would learn things educationally. We'd learn things by experience and then by the experience of other people. And so we are thrilled that that not only would I be able to learn those things, but that we've been able to put together an entire crew of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kimberly, for example, when you got her master's degree in psychology, she also for a while studied marriage and family therapy, Mm -hmm. but she decided to switch to psychology. We uh, I'm just looking at the bright young people in this studio with us Mm -hmm. and how brilliant they are, including Caroline over there, who was one of my students where I taught at Lipscomb University. Mm -hmm. Uh, She scraped by in college, just barely got out with a (laughs) 4.0. That means that's the highest average you can have. Sumu Kumulati graduate. She's brilliant. Jesse, our young man over here, is our producer and, and does so many creative things. Just absolutely brilliant. And okay. so we have people that are educated academically. We have people that are educated by experience. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that we have an amazing team full of people all across America. You know, there's like 31 of us now. Actually, there's 56 of us. When we talk about all of our breakout leaders, our coaches, our oh. admins, our staff, full-time and part-time, we have 56 people that are a part of our organization. Hmm. It's grown. <laughs> I didn't believe it till one of our team members showed me the spreadsheet of everyone the other day. And I said, yeah, that's right. Isn't that amazing? No, I'll check into this afterwards to make sure it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be higher than what he thinks. <laughs> Uh oh, I just went. Okay, pardon my cough there, by the way. I've been laid up for the last several days, and right now I'm on some interesting cough syrup, which means I won't remember this program at all. So, <laughs> well, here's here's a story that we have that someone had sent in. Um, I'm gonna have to paraphrase some of it, but she said, "My husband and I went through some rough times in 2017, and by the fall of that year, it was ugly. There were postpartum issues with de- depression and anxiety." Um, my son was nearly two before that hit me and I was completely clueless and my husband turned 40 years old. He started talking to a new friend at work and fell hard into limerence. Meanwhile, I was at home being cranky and demanding and critical in April of the next year. I asked him point blank if there was some, if there was someone else, he hesitated. All of it after that was a blur. He said that he wanted a divorce amicably. I said, no, I don't believe in that. He moved into the guest bedroom. It wasn't until August of last year that I found Marriage Helper because a friend had guided me to you and helped me focus and it helped me focus on myself and my issues and doing what I could and letting go of control. I thank God every time I think of that friend. I was doing pies without realizing it. I was on my knees in prayer a lot. I was doing yoga every day. I lost weight. I started to get out and do more things for me, focused on Bible studies, leaned into God into a way I didn't even know that I could. Um, 
my husband and I went back and forth between, between being physically intimate. Um, there was still the other woman in the picture and then, but I kept working on my pies and I kept doing the things that I was supposed to do. He kept going back and forth. I, I did not start a relationship, did not talk to anyone else. He last Christmas was rough. The winter was rough, but I could, by spring, I could see him warming up to me. He and the other woman were no longer speaking, and he did share that with me. I tried to empathize, and he played it off, though I knew at this point he was grieving. There was me, uh, mediation that happened this year in February of 2019. It was a total waste of time and money, which upset him, but it also wasn't. It helped him to see that I wasn't backing down and that this was not going to be pretty, that we'd lose the house, which he thought that he would be able to keep. In March, he said that he was considering legal separation instead, but still wanted everything separated, but that he wanted to stay in the house. In May, right after a very nice Mother's Day, he sat me down and said he was considering putting a pause or stop on the divorce, that he wasn't sure, but he liked what he had seen in me, and he thought that it was best for our son. By June, the divorce case was dismissed. Ultimately, I did my best to keep the other woman out of my mind which was easier said than done, and to focus on creating positive interactions with him and finding my walk with God. No pressure, no negative emotions around him, none. Letting him lead and being friendly, letting him know that he was welcome to join us as a family, and we continue, continued doing all of those things and ultimately still together to this day. So much goes into it. In her story, she expl I mean, you hear some of the backstory of, yes, he was the one who had an affair, but there were other things that were going on. There was the depression, the postpartum, which, again, like when we start looking at this, there's so much in each relationship that affects it and that kind of makes this whirlwind of things that are happening to where why we, what we teach are the foundational principles that give you that 80%. But again, each situation is unique, but the principles that we teach help in so many different types of situations that the principles, if you follow them, just like her story said, they still work. Even if the situation, my situation is going to be different than someone else's, but those principles are still going to work and lead to success, which is amazing. Oh, it's exciting to hear the stories. Exciting so to hear the stories. Now, for those of you who are in some of our Facebook groups and, uh, you might be thinking, I'm not in one. I want to get into one. The one that you can try to get into, and I don't mean to be offensive when I say try, is what we call our big group. And it's out there. You can find it. It's called uh, Save, Save My, my Marriage. Marriage. Save My Marriage is the name of that group. Because of the fact that our admins try to keep it manageable, uh, they try to keep it around 5,500 people in that group. If if we just let everybody in who wanted in, we'd probably have 55,000 by now. But it's then 55,000 people that we can't pay attention to, that we can't help. 5,500 is a stretch, even with the tremendous admins that we have. Uh, 5,500 is a stretch. But if you can go find that, save my marriage, and, and apply to get in that, uh, hopefully at some point you can. Understand, though, that a lot of people that you'll see in our Facebook groups are in the middle of pain, and they're in the middle of situations that are tough. And that's why people constantly ask us, can you just mm -hmm. give us some success stories? Because if you just read what people are feeling in a given day and what's going on, often it's like, wow, the, the whole world is miserable and there is no hope. Mm -hmm. But there is hope. And, and we're trying to tell you now, I'm sharing so many things, that, that there definitely is hope. Mm -hmm. And some of the people, another group we have is a special group that to be invited into. It's a, a special group that has to do with an online course that we have. And that online course 
is basically for one spouse when the other spouse does not have any desire or interest in doing anything to save the marriage. Mm-hmm. Now, we open that four times a year, so it'll be a little while before it's open again, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. About when do you think it might be open again? Uh, sometime in January. Okay, so you can go ahead. Can they go and get in some kind of a queue for that? Is that possible? I don't know. I'm asking. I don't. Right now, I don't know either. <laughs> I love asking her questions. She doesn't know answers to. And so you can look for that. It's our Save My Marriage online course. And uh, we have, well, thousands of people in that one as well. But if you get into that one, you get invited into a special group. And only people in that course can get into that group. Plus the course, we have videos that uh, that you work through and then workbooks that you work through. And then um, often, we don't do it every week, but we do it four times a year. We do 10 weeks in a row where there's a call one night a week where you can actually uh, tune in to a basically a webinar and, and type in your questions. And whoever's leading that particular webinar will answer as many of the questions as he or she possibly can. Because we really do want to help. Now, are we ready to talk about the live version, or is that too soon? Too soon. Too soon. Let's just say (laughs) preview of coming events. Something exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting is going to happen about that online course. I thought we could tell you about it already since I posted it. No, I have not. I have not posted it anywhere. We'll tell you next week. How about that? Next week, we'll tell you about it. Next week. But it's going to be really fascinating, and then we uh, hope you can be part of that. Indeed. And then, of course, is the final the Facebook group, which is just for people who graduated from our courses. Mm-hmm. Now, in addition to that, we have all kinds of things. We have people who can help you by coaching you through your situations and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Now, that leads me to... Uh, are we taking just calls about success stories? We're highlighting calls of success stories. Okay. Well, I'm going to go to one here that's not that, but I think it's asking a question that we can do well by answering. Perfect. Okay. Is that uh, it's pronounced Pia, Paya? Pia. Pia? Um, Pia, you. Right. Are you on a speakerphone, Pia? I just took you off speakerphone. I was, but now okay. I'm not. Got you. I understand. How can we help you today, my friend? Um, hi, Joe, doctor. Um, it's um, very uh, you know, exciting to talk to you again. I was actually, my husband and I were actually down at your workshop um, the first week, the second week of October, October 11th. Um, mm-hmm. And um, we've, um, as, uh, you know, since we've attended the workshop, um, there has been um it seems like my marriage has gone back into crisis mode. We actually attended the workshop um, with the intention of trying to think, you know, hoping to make things work out between us and our marriage. Um, And then when I attended, um, and then when we came back from the workshop, uh, unknown to me, my husband actually went um, and met up with somebody who I suspect that he's involved with, but he's not admitted it at all. And then when I confronted him about it, um, he just broke down. He just, you know, just refused to admit it and turned on and said, that's not the point. The marriage is over, et cetera. And I want to, I want out and I want to move out in summer, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, at that mm-hmm. point of time, I told him very calmly that, you know, that's not what I want. And I really want us to be able to work on our marriage. Um, so let's take some time out and think about this. Um, and then I went away uh, for two weeks to my parents to just, you know, emotionally calm myself down because I was in a very bad emotional state. Um, since then, I've come back. 
um, and that's been since the beginning of um, uh, actually end of November, um, and we haven't had any conversation about um, next steps and what we want to do and what's on his mind and what's on my mind. The last thing that we'd spoken about between us was like, well, let's think about it. But as far I, I think I'm out of it, I want to move out by summer. And in my mind, I was like, I, I, I obviously don't want it. But I, if he's made up his mind that I don't know how long I can emotionally take him living under the same roof when he's, if he's made up his mind. Um, but since I've come back, I have maintained smart contact. I have tried to normalize things at home. I have not brought up the topic of, um, you know, him talking or being involved with somebody else um in my mind i don't even know if he is or if he's not it's just like it's a mess because um you know he doesn't seem to be on the phone but there are so many ways of being in touch with other people these days so um my question and thank you so much for your patience for listening to this background but my question is that um i we are scheduled to actually go for a vacation in two days time the for a family him me and our two kids um and i was in my mind thinking that when i come back in january um that i should in some way talk to him um about where we are and where we are headed but I really don't know what to do and I, I need your guidance on should I just lay low for a few more months what should I be doing at this stage okay I'm, I'm glad you came to the workshop as we said earlier the uh, the workshop uh, has a success rate of 77% which means that 77% of the couples that come through actually stay together and are still married seven years later as I've already mentioned 23% don't and even if a person comes to the workshop, like your husband came with you thinking, okay, we're going to make this where we're here to learn how to do reconciliation. Understand that what people give as their motives is not necessarily also always what their motive actually is. So I'm sorry for the pain. I really am. And I'm sorry that this has happened to you. You're an intelligent person. I feel badly that this is occurring. Now, when we talk about smart contact, and, and just a minute, I'll mention, get Kimberly to mention how you can, how anybody out there can learn more about smart contact. Smart contact is, is just a methodology of interacting with the other person that's to bring about what would be the best thing for you. In other words, it doesn't mean no contact, like, okay, I'm not going to talk to you because somehow that's going to make you miserable if I don't talk to you. And when you get miserable enough, you're going to come begging your way back. There are people on the internet teaching that like crazy. And, and they're all wrong. They really are. Because here's a person that says, I want to be with somebody else, or I don't, at least I don't want to be with you. And you say, oh, well, the way I'll make you want to be with me is to not have anything to do with you. That's a big, big roll of the dice. And it's awfully manipulative. And as I often say, if you manipulate a person to, to come back, what are you going to do to keep them once they get there? You're going to keep manipulating? And so that's what we mean. Pardon me. <coughs> That's what we mean when you talk about smart contact. It means just do contact that you think is accomplishing what you need to accomplish. Now, in that sense, when you say, well, should I talk to him about our future? If that's what you feel is the next thing you need to do that's good for you and for your children, then that's still smart contact. You say, but what if it winds up being a push that pushes the other person away? If it's still the thing that you think you need to do to try to accomplish what you want to accomplish, it's still smart contact. It's not smart contact when you're nagging a person, when you're contacting them every day when they say, leave me alone. It's not smart contact when you try to manipulate them through the no contact. It's not smart contact to do something that just irritates them. But it is smart contact 
it is smart contact to say to another person, okay, this is far as I can go like this. Let's have a conversation about what happens next. Now, we recommend that if you do that, you do it calmly. You do that with being in control of yourself. Because if you do it angrily or, or stridently, then it becomes not smart contact and that the other person feels attacked. And when people are attacked, almost always they react badly. And so saying what you're going to do, I mean, talking to them when you get back about those kinds of things, I would say that fits within smart contact if you can be calm when you do it. Kimberly, am I saying that correctly? You are. And how can they learn more about the smart like contact her? toolkit? Yes, we have the the new smart contact toolkit that Dr. Beam and I created and people are loving. I just want to say that's not coming from my mouth. <laughs> Don't make me cough. I'm already having trouble with coffee. This is what people have told me, although I do think it's pretty amazing myself. In you other can, words, if I had done it by myself, it would not be nearly as good. That's what I'm hearing here, right? Actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. I was going to say, if I had done that by myself, it would not be. Nearly but same with me, because we have really good interaction with going back and forth between the two of us that just wouldn't have been there had we tried to do it solo. Did they delete the scene where you were trying to choke me? I'm just curious about. <laughs> not that. smart contact. Um, <laughs> but it, you can find it on our website. You can get it now. It's twenty-seven dollars, and it is worth it. It's amazing. It is. Um, it's nothing like what we have in any of our, of our other products. So if you're thinking, well, I already have the Save My Marriage course, or I'm considering getting the Save My Marriage course, both of them together work very well. You want that. So get the Smart Contact Toolkit, go through it. It'll especially be helpful as you're entering into Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the holiday season, all uh, of those kinds of things. That's actually smart. So how do they get it? On our website, marriagehelper.com. You can find it in our store. And Jesse's also putting the link as well for people to be able to purchase it. Right. Now, we know that some people, of course, are not able to see this. They're listening on Blog Talk. So what is that link? We can just read Marriagehelper.com. And then in the search bar, type in Smart Contact Toolkit. Oh, okay. And it, it makes it easy. Easy okay. to find. So marriagehelper.com, if they yes. want to go into slash smart dash contact dash toolkit. Oh, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's just a lot to remember. It is a lot to remember. <laughs> so go to our website, marriagehelper.com, and type in Smart Contact Toolkit. And here's another, here's another short one that, that someone had posted of a testimony. They said, in August of this year, the divorce had been filed. He was not always sleeping here. He was seeing another woman. I was thinking to myself, he never loved me. He hates me. And the only good thing that came from meeting me was his son. But here we are this month. This was three days ago. We have a new baby girl. We're building a house. We're going on dates. We're going to the workshop. I'm thinking he loves me. He wants to move forward. And he is always home and he hangs out with us as a family. There is hope. Awesome. That is awesome. I love that. So good. Here's another one from, from a guy. This was just a couple of days ago as well. He says, if you're new, don't stop. Keep it moving. It gets better. For those who have been here longer than I, thank you so much for your wisdom and experience. This was in our Facebook group. I wouldn't trade anything for the journey that I've been on. I lost 70 pounds. I gained 15 back in muscle. I'm feeling accomplished. Well, I'm almost about to wrap up one year sober. Wonderful. Which, awesome. Very good. And he said, um, I lost my father. I lost a multi-million dollar business. I've had to encounter a lot of humility and gratitude. I had to really dig deep and search out my, the defects of my character. I'm still flawed, but I'm showing up every day of my life with a willingness. I'm focusing on kindness and gratitude most these days. When my wife and I talk, I make sure that I do my level best not to kiss her butt, 
Instead, show <laughs> genuine kindness and compassion, but it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. And things between us are not very good right now. Even though we haven't reconciled, I'm trusting the process. The marriage helper principles work. They take practice. The Save My Marriage coursework is good stuff. I added nearly 40 books to my study material this year in conjunction, and I've been working on myself. I'm happy today. I still feel the hurt. I still get sad, and I still miss her. But we're texting right this minute. She just sent me a selfie of her wearing her new glasses. She hasn't needed them in the past. Guys, a few months ago, she wouldn't send me the time of day if my life depended Mm. on it. And now she sent me this photo, and I told her she looked good. Moral of the story, keep it moving. I'm no statue of marriage helper excellence. I too often do it my own way, repeatedly, until I listen to someone else. I make mistakes, I push, I do stupid things, but I show up, I don't quit, and I keep trying. Awesome. I Actually, I think this caller kind of ties into that, Kimberly. It's, uh, is it Sean or Shan? Sean. Hi, Dr. Sean. Hi, Sean. How's everything out in Utah? Uh, it is snowy and cold, and so we've got the best Ooh. snow on earth. And so, hopefully, you guys all come and enjoy this here. But Merry Christmas. Yeah, my wife and I are jealous um, already. We love the snow. So, how may we help you today, or what are you calling to share with us? Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you guys have done our recent <clears throat> show on um, my case, and so I think a lot of the callers here have. Um, gotten a glimpse into my case with should I have an open marriage video that you guys just did and so thank Mm -hmm. you for that um so so many of you guys may know my story but my husband and I have been separated for over a year now and after breaking off the affair and being serious about wanting to reconcile about two months ago he recently proposed divorce again about a month ago for the second time and so we were in the brinks of um, reconciliation but we crashed and burned on reconciliation round one And I think that was caused by a combination of grieving his affair partner after the breakup and then me being Mm -hmm. unable to keep positive and safe interactions and experiences, um, even though we were spending three to four times a week together due to me being kind of just emotionally traumatized from the last one and a half years of uh, us being open and just everything that we went through. Um, So I was having a hard time kind of keeping my pies and being positive and then, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that displayed our opportunity to reconcile round one. So I finally joined the online course, um, started coaching, been working with Rusty, and he has since been, so my husband has since been calling every day, um, texts to say hi most days and asks how I'm doing. Um, we've had three really good dates with intimacy, connection. He shares bricks every day. Um, he's good. now denying awesome. that he has He's now denying that he wanted a divorce about a month ago and says he's really proud of me for the improvements that he's seeing on all my pies. Um, And so we've talked daily. He tells me he loves me every day before getting on the phone, um, saying it before I say it. He still doesn't want to spend time together or see me. um, And he hasn't mentioned anything about reconciliation again. And he groans if I bring up anything about our relationship status. So my question today is, how do I move us forward so we don't stagnate? Because I feel like right now we're very stuck in possibly pre-reconciliation where he's still Mm -hmm. unsure about if he wants to give it another go. But how do we get back into actual reconciliation when we crash on round one? And if we do actually get to reconciliation again, how do I ensure that we don't crash on reconciliation round two um, like we did on round one? And because I feel like this may be my last chance to get us there. And I just want to make sure that I'm understanding that because I think 
I misinterpreted going into reconciliation, um, thinking that, you know, this was going to be all good and glory again. And obviously that's not the case. And I just want to make sure if I do have the chance to get back into that, how do I move us into that? Um, and then also how do I make sure we don't crush and mess up again? You know, one of the things that um, is most, one of the things that most likely will make reconciliation fall apart is having an expectation that's not going to happen. So, for example, a lot of people, when they reconcile or start the reconciliation process, they actually anticipate it's going to be like this. I expect it's going to be like that, you know, et cetera. And when those expectations do not occur just that way, people get frustrated. They, they start thinking, ah, it's not going to work anyway. What was I thinking? Those kinds of things. The illustration I often give is like this. It's like um, people tend to think of reconciliation as diving into the deep end of the pool. We're back together. We're going to dive in. We're going to learn how to swim together. When actually reconciliation is more like wading in from the shallow end, mm. which means that, that sometimes you take three steps forward, then two steps back, and then one step to the right, and then four steps to the left, and another step forward, and another step back. In other words, it's a gradual process. And, and at the outset, think of it kind of like the fact I'm trying to decide if I really want to live with him or not. And he's trying to decide if he really wants to live with me or not. So rather than working on problems, which is not where we are yet, like how do we resolve this? How do we deal with that? We got to talk about that other thing over there. In the very beginning, the best thing to do, and I know it's hard. I know it's hard because you have history. But the best thing to do in the beginning is to just talk. Just listen to each other, not press anything, not push anything. Now, the way you described it is the way I would like to see reconciliation take place with most people. We're talking. He's saying, I love you on the phone. And, and we're making that. What you're doing is you're becoming friends again. Mm -hmm. And that's the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's the early, early, early step of reconciliation is become friends. Mm -hmm. And just like, suppose that you had never been married, you wouldn't want to talk to him about that or that. So think about it almost like it's somebody you're dating for the first time. I know it's not, but try to think about it like that. And then you're going to go through this process of deciding if you really want to be with each other. This friendship deepens. You get a little deeper, a little deeper into the pool. And again, don't panic when you back up two steps, go a step to the right. That's what happens in the shallow end. And, and, but as long as you're still making some progress. And it doesn't have to be daily progress. It doesn't even have to be weekly progress. But there is actually progress. It's happening. Now, as you get further down, it'll actually turn into actual dating itself. Right now, you're becoming friends. And in the dating, you're just going to learn how to enjoy, your, enjoy each other when you're together, like you go out to eat, you go out to do other. And, and it just gradually deepens and deepens and deepens and deepens. And then one day, you realize you're in the deep end of the pool. But now, now the jeopardy that you had by diving into the deep of the pool pretty much does not exist anymore because you have gradually gotten there together. Therefore, it's a much safer place to be. And now you can learn how to swim with each other again. Does that illustration just sound ridiculous? No, I love it. Even, I even love when you first said it. I thought, yeah, and when you're getting into the shallow end, you dip your toe in. And if it's cold... <laughs> you back up some even getting into the pool can be a process that you have to feel comfortable with and that is very much how reconciliation is and if I remember correctly the first time that Sean called we warned her about this of the reconciliation process you know it's not there a lot of people of course not with her specifically but we warn people all the time we say it's just because the affair has ended and they're coming back home does not mean that you don't have to work on the things 
that happens. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a fairy tale. We have a, a girl who is on our team. Her name is Amber. And um, she says all of the time, her, she has a video. Her and her husband have an amazing reconciliation story. He left for 10 months. They had two kids at the time and he would not talk to her. She spent 10 months asking him to go to the workshop. He finally agreed to go and ended up ending his affair, getting back together. They just had their third child and he's at home with, with them now. She literally just had him a couple of days ago. And so there, it's just this amazing to see that happen. But one of the things she said was when my husband, John Lewis came home, I was expecting you know, fireworks. I was expecting him to run through the door and to grab me and, you know, for the kiss of I've missed you. What have, what have I done? She said that never happened. Mm-hmm. That never happened. And so what you were saying with, you need to evaluate your expectations mm-hmm. because if you're thinking that's what's going to happen and you may feel like that's what you deserve. And I'm not saying it's not, but it's not what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We just need to reset your expectations and you can get to that level of intimacy again, but it's not going to be on day one. That's right. Because a violation of expectations, here's what I expected. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Almost always leads to pain. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Mm-hmm. Pain leads to anger. Mm-hmm. Anger leads to lashing out toward the other person, which means mm-hmm. that they move further away from you rather than closer to you. Now, if you think I'm saying it's, it's bad to be angry, no, it's acceptable to be angry. I mean, it's human. It's okay. It's okay to be angry. But you need to ask yourself every time before I say this, before I do that, what do I think the consequences are going to be? And I think that's one thing people just don't anticipate. You right. know, they don't think, well, I did this. And for some reason, we hear those stories all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I know I violated what you guys teach us we should do. And, and for some reason, he doesn't want to come back. What's wrong? Right. Well, it's not that what we teach is absolute perfection. That's not the point. But what we're teaching is these are the activities. These are the things to do. Mm-hmm. These are things to understand sure. that have the greatest likelihood of leading to the things that you want to happen. Right. We, we don't have magic formulas. Mm-hmm. If ever we discover those, we'll be billionaires. We don't have magic formulas. Okay. But we have mm-hmm. good, solid teaching. And unfortunately, and I'm, I'm one of these people, I want things to happen that fast. Mm-hmm. And in these situations, that is so rare. It's an anomaly. I mean, an anomaly so rare that we can't even count it. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? We teach these principles. And, and our principles, you can learn in the online course, for example, when it becomes open again later in January. Mm-hmm. Or, or next week, we're going to tell about the exciting new thing. About the online so course. come back next okay. Monday. And if you're, <laughs> if you're calling in and you have a question you have or a success story that you want to share, be sure to press the number one. We have some people in our queue, and I just want to give the opportunity before the show ends in case they, they have something they want to share. But what you were just saying, I wanted to speak just a second to of, you know, we want it to happen overnight and or quickly, right? We want mm-hmm. it to happen right now. Mm-hmm. And when this is a different situation, but when my husband Rob and I were going through the adoption process, one of the things that someone said to me, Um, Because I was saying, you know, when we get our kids, the first time we meet them, when we bring them home, you know, we just want that attachment to happen. We just, you know, want to feel like a family from the get go. And they said, but Kimberly, if it happened immediately, would it last? How strong would it be? Would you because you need to go through that process. And the attachment process is actually similar to reconciliation, because you're saying to the person, you know, in this scenario, as to our kids, I'm here for you no matter what. You can trust me. I'm going to have actions on a day-to-day basis that show that I'm a trustworthy person, that I'm here for you, and that I love you no matter what. 
which is similar to what the process of reconciliation is. There's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. But if you had that immediately from day one and you didn't have to work for it, it's not it's not as meaningful. It's not as powerful. It's not as long lasting as you go through the hard work. And then you're able to look back and you say, we invested in this. We did this. We got through the hard times and your marriage will be stronger for it after that. I think that uh, there's even an illustration there and it takes from the adoption into gestation and birth. Mm -hmm. I mean, in nature, like a rabbit, for example, has a short period of gestation and then a birth, and you go, wow. Mm-hmm. Right, sometimes it does happen. Look, we need to things happen rapidly, but rabbits don't live long. That's right. Rabbits are prey. Mm-hmm. You get to a creature like us, and I'm not saying that we're all together, even I am a Christian. I do believe in the difference in humans. But, but we, there's a longer period of preparation, understanding, mm-hmm. being ready, etc. Mm-hmm. And so it's a similar way. Mm-hmm. You don't instantly rebirth. A marriage that's been in crisis. That's right. But you can start doing the things to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have a couple of other of these I want to share before our program ends. One person posted in our uh, Marriage Helper Graduates group and said, we are coming up on the two-year mark of the worst thing that has ever happened to me. And I never thought my husband would come back. He had checked out of our marriage and I had no idea. But look at us now. We are more in love than ever. We are finally able to work on projects together and to speak to each other with love. This is the marriage that I've always dreamed of, but I never knew was possible. Um, March is the year of our marriage helper anniversary, and March is also the year of our 15-year wedding anniversary. Hmm. Miracles can happen. Don't lose hope. I love when people remember their workshop anniversaries and a lot of people celebrate it, which I think is fantastic. That's great. And some people celebrate it by coming back to the workshop for a refresher, which again, we always love. Now, Kimberly, we have another caller here who's just been to the workshop, but had a little trouble afterwards. Because as we point out, the workshop's not magic. It's mm-hmm. teaching you principles. Right. It's teaching you all kinds of things. And some people walk out the door where their life dramatically changed at mm-hmm. that very moment because it's already, we got it. Some it takes a few weeks, sometimes a few months. Mm-hmm. And of course, with about a fourth of the couples, they don't make it. But but still, 99% recommended. So here's mm-hmm. a person that just went to the workshop that's having some difficulties afterwards. I want to talk about that for a minute. And it's in, uh, he's in Ohio. Hi, Chad. How are you? Hi, Dr. Beam, Kimberly. How are you both? We're Thank doing you. well, my friend. How may we help? Well, so I will quickly tell you. So, yeah, my wife and I actually attended the workshop this weekend. And, um, wow. and it is truly a life-changing event. I, I wish awesome. it for everyone um, that's on the mm-hmm. phone, right? I wish it to be mm-hmm. uh, that everyone could have that opportunity to go there. I know that's not uh, capable for everybody, but if you can get there, I'm telling you right now, do yourself a favor and get there because just even for yourself, it's, it's worth the trip. Mm-hmm. But on our ride home last night, I'll just be, um, I'll be brief in that, you know, my wife made it very clear that she's still in love with her, um, you know, her affair partner, but yeah. that affair ended, it, that affair ended abruptly. Right. I discovered it four months ago. Um, they kept it, he kept it away from his wife for a few months, but his wife now knows, so there's been no contact between the two of them um, in a couple of months. Um, and we're in the house together. We're there, right? Went to the workshop. But, you know, my question is, what is that like for my wife where the affair partner was ripped away? It's kind of like a death, right? They didn't get to, mm-hmm. it didn't just run its course. It's been cut off. And, mm-hmm. you know, I desperately want her to come back to me to try and reconcile, but she's dealing with the emotion 
of not having the person that right now her mind says is her person. Right. Well, Chad, I think that's an awesome question. I apologize that I was not able to come to that workshop to, to meet you guys. I was laid up. I've been laid up all weekend with this terrible cold thing. So forgive me that I wasn't there to as greet well you. As well as half of Tennessee, yes. Pardon? As well as half, as well as half Tennessee. of Tennessee. <laughs> that's a very good question. It is. And, and you're very insightful. Whether you realize it or not, you're very insightful here mm-hmm. because you're really talking about two issues, and you made that clear. One issue is her mourning the loss of what she had mm-hmm. with that other person. And then the second is the reconciliation of your marriage. And those are two separate things. The first mm-hmm. one that has to be dealt with is that mourning. Now I know that you don't want to hear that. You love your wife. You don't want to hear that she's mourning the loss of this guy, but it's not something that she's making a decision to do It's part of human nature. Anytime mm-hmm. anyone loses something that they believe is important to them, and, and it could be like my mom dies, or it, it can even be the loss of my pet, believe it or not, or somebody stole my business. The mourning process is that something that I had as important to me in my mind, my heart, has now been lost to me, and it leads to mourning. Now, that grief process takes a while. It, it doesn't happen overnight. Now, I'm, if I were you, I'd be willing at the end overnight, like get over him, come back to me, stop thinking like this. But he, I mean, as I already said, this is not something she's choosing. This is something that naturally occurs. It's very difficult for a spouse like you, Chad, to be there for her as she mourns. But as we have seen, the ones who can do that, the people who can do that, who can be there for the spouse through that mourning period, and that means, by the way, Chad, you'd have to have a like, backbone like a saw log. I mean, it's going to be tough because it's like she's mourning somebody else and I love her. This hurts like. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you can do that, if you can help her through that mourning period, now if you say, how do I do that? Uh, here's what I'm going to recommend. One of the guys who leads our workshop is David Matthews and his wife, Debbie. If you would look up Spark of Life. That's S-P-A-R-K-O-F-L-I-F-E, sparkoflife.org, sparkoflife.org. Then you can find out there how to contact um, them. They do a workshop that if your wife is ready, then then their workshop, which, by the way, because they're a, a much smaller nonprofit, and I'm not saying that to put them down, it's just, you know, when a nonprofit's very, very small and has big donors, they can do things that large nonprofits like us can't do. And so their workshop, actually, if you can just get to it, uh, everything's free, including the lodging and the food. But again, that's because they're small enough and have very, very rich donors. I would contact them. If, if she's not ready to do that, if she's not ready to do that, then I would recommend that you contact us. And if did you by any chance uh, sign up for coaching after the workshop? Yeah, I, I've had coaching before, Doctor Beam, and uh, and we'll have coaching, continued coaching. So I'm I'm staying in that lane, and you know, and working my part of the puzzle. Right? It was just, it was, uh, it was a, it was a gut punch uh, last night to hear that, and and knowing yeah. that this this piece for her in the the morning side of things, though I I hate it. I have to accept it. Um, but uh, there was some ugly crying last night driving home. I'll be honest. I didn't. I slipped out of uh, of being that strong, uh, you know, that yeah. strong person that I have been for months. But I'll, I will mm-hmm. forgive myself of that and continue 
to look to work hard because my goal hasn't changed, right? I want to say I yeah. love this mm-hmm. woman and I want to save my marriage. So yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, if if you have more coaching coming that you have not yet been assigned to coach, you might want to consider David Matthews. Now, I'd never recommend her coaches, but in your particular case, I think he'd be the guy to guide you best on her mourning process because that's what you're facing mm-hmm. right now is mourning. And if you can help her at least get down the road on that. If you can do that, then then you can start looking at that reconciliation. In the meantime, she's going to hurt. You're going to hurt. I wish I had the magic pill for that, but I do not. But it sounds to me like you've got it. You understand. He said, I know what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying yeah. to accomplish. And this is a step in the process. So when we hear this, I mean, there might be some of the listeners here that they think, oh, how terrible that, I mean, and it is terrible, but from our point of view, it's, well, logically, yes, like this is part of it. The fact that she opened up and said it is a huge step in the right direction. You know, that's a brick. We share that in the workshop. Um, it's part of it. We right. have to work through that at some point. And, and the limerence that he's describing that she's in, well, limerence ends in one of three ways, and we don't have time for to discuss all three, but one of them is called uh, extinguishing. Let's, I'll use that word at least right now, which means that that not having any contact or access to the other person what happens is this. If this is the level of limerence that a person is at, and then they're forced to break it off, as what you said, she was forced to break it off, then almost always it spikes up. Because it's like, wow, I'm not losing this something that's important to me. And it actually increases the limerence, but not forever. It increases limerence because it's a craving to, to get back what I'm losing or what I've lost. And then it starts a process like this. And it starts extinguishing itself. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a while to do that. But don't be shocked that, that to begin with, it actually goes up because that's what happens when people lose things. The emotions go up, but it will, it will fade. And if you can help with the process, you'll get there faster. Absolutely. You, you want to read one more nice thing? I do. Another success story. Here with a restoration update, they said, it's been three months since we've moved back in together and each day gets better and better. My husband has completely turned around, treats me better than ever, and then even our best times before the affair. Mostly when I refer to better each day, it is about my healing. Each day, I trust a little bit more, or I feel that much more safe. There are moments that are still difficult to get through for me, but every day, my husband does what he can to redeem himself and to show me how much I mean to him. We still go to church, we go to our marriage group there, and that's been helping us heal and grow. Two weeks ago, I gave birth to our baby boy, and so we are now adjusting to new parent life the best we can. He is an amazing father, simply adores our baby, and has never been so adamant about just loving our little family to the core. I'm going through a bit of postpartum depression, and my husband is helping me get through it even in the most loving way possible. These days, my mother is causing me more stress than my marriage. I thank God for these amazing gifts. I have never been happier. That's awesome. Well, I was just trying to read some more of these, but we're actually out of time. Now, for those of you who are ADHD, that's why I left that one hair sticking up right there. I've been seeing it on the camera. It's uh, it's so that, you know, you can focus on that and not lose what's going on here. Hey. You guys, we love people. Mm. We really want to help. We we exist because we want to help people with their relationships, particularly and specifically their marriages. Mm-hmm. And you can always contact us at calling our toll-free number at 866-903-0990. That's 866-903-0990. Or you can go to our website at marriagehelper.com. Now, you've heard several, well, as I called a minute ago uh, about the videos. Go to 
youtube.com slash marriage helper and be sure to subscribe. When you subscribe, a couple things will happen. Number one, the more people that subscribe, the more people are going to get help through our videos because more people will be able to see it. So you can help other people by actually subscribing. And number two, you're going to be updated whenever we release new content. And especially during this time of the year, we've been releasing stuff relevant to the holidays. We really try and make sure that everything that we talk about, that we recommend, that we guide you through is relevant through what you're going through. So be sure to subscribe. You'll get the latest notifications about it. How, yeah. many, how many videos do we have up there now? A lot. Jesse, any idea? Over 200. Over 200 videos That's up there a already. Lot. Yes. And so uh, all those things are available to you. Give us mm-hmm. a call. We'd love to help. Anything else you'd like to say? I would like to say have a Merry Christmas. Me too. Merry Christmas. <laughs>